Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Date. I'm Matthew. And I'm Judah. Now it's time for up your butt. That's what I want. <laughs> Can we change it? Can we? I, I feel like I I came up with a better way to end yeah, it. Yeah, man. Just send me a new clean vocal track. I'll mix it right up for you. I don't know if I can send a clean one. No. Oh. I can well, send kind of a... Can get. Yeah, I can send kind of a staticky one over this headset. Well, you can come over here and cut a clean one. Yeah, I got dude, such you. as microphones. Yeah, you got fancy microphones and um, what are, what are those things called? The, the screens that are pop filters. Pop filters. I always call them spit guards, and I know they're not called that, <laughs> but that's what I call them. No, you don't want to get spit on your microphone elements, especially in a condenser mic where the element might be gold. Um, so, so you know, dual purpose then. Yeah, but it's really about p sounds. Oh, so plosives it, they're called. In case you want to give yourself like a a hard P sound at the beginning of your name so you can win a certain Adam Carolla quiz show game. Ah, uh, that's true. <laughs> that does help you win the DVR game? What is that game? Yeah, yeah, totally topical TiVo trivia or whatever that's they play. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> uh yeah, or if your name is like uh PD Pablo <laughs> and you wanted to do like um I don't know, PD Pablo's puzzle podcast, you'd want to You'd want a pop filter there. And by the way, I would subscribe for sure. I would be all up on that. Just a podcast. It's like four, every episode's four hours and you're just, it's just the sound of him doing a jigsaw. That would be amazing. Yeah. He would only do, uh, here, I want to turn down my microphone here just so, just in case. <clears throat> Sorry, everybody. Um, or actually turn on my headset. Um, he, he would do only puzzles having to do with North Carolina, of course. Oh yeah. They'd all be North Carolina based. Everything would be in the Tar Heel state. And I imagine that, like, if he listened back to it, he would be surprised by the number of times he went, North Carolina, during his puzzle. <laughs> That's right. If he recorded that that podcast, he'd go back and edit it and go, huh, maybe I say that too much. Uh, I, I do say that a lot. The internet's right. I will go back to asking ladies how they would most like to get fucked. That's right. <laughs> By another bitch, because I ain't drunk enough to do that. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, that's one of the few lines he actually completed and didn't just trail off lazily. Yeah. Most of the time he was just like, <laughs> you're like, oh, what? Petey, you got to finish the line here. There's people who bought this record. They want to hear what you have to say about <laughs> one cup of Kool-Aid or whatever. Monica. Monique. <laughs> He did have a lot of inflection. Yeah. He was not lacking in inflection. No, but apparently he was lacking in longevity, because when was the last time you heard that name said, not by me? Uh, I think he has been in jail a lot. Oh. That is sort of my memory of it, is that he spends a lot of his time in jail. Do you think so. they got the Birdman and the Helicopter Man in the same cell block? Uh, they wouldn't be able to handle that. They, no one could handle that. No. It was shocking enough when it happened the first time, when those guys got together. I almost peed. When he told me that Birdman and... What's the name of the other guy? The Helicopter Man. The Helicopter Man. I don't know who that is. I mean, why can't they... They need better nicknames. What? You're Birdman? Well, I'm Helicopter Man. What's the... What's the name of the fictional scary character in the league who's always after people's equip monk? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um... Cajun Man or something? What, What? Something like that. He is Cajun. Uh, I know that. Equipmunk. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna look up Urban Dictionary for Equipmunk. 
a very lucrative sex machine designed by Hollywood's back alley comedy writers. It can be used either by a male and or female during coitus. Though this says codius. Codius? Mm-hmm. That's what it should be called. <laughs> it's like when people get fucked up by the word foliage. <laughs> they call it foliage? Like fo- foliage? Fo- but they know they're wrong as they say it. Is it, fo- fo- is it foliage? By yeah. The, by the foliage? Codius. From now on, it's Codius. It was, it was the uh, it was the Bobum man. Bobum man. There we go. Yeah, I I uh, that that felt like some uh, weird uh, deep inside stuff between those writers. Oh yeah, that like there's that was not written by somebody. That was something that actually happened in their life. It's not <laughs> a hypothetical. Yeah, because they just in, they don't even introduce it. They just get into it. Yeah. At one point, one of them just says that he's the Bobum man. Yeah, and you got to watch out because he's gonna come after your equipment. Yeah. The other guy, I forget who, uh, Kevin maybe, Brian, as I always like to think of him. <laughs> That's right, Brian and Tall Guy. Uh, Brian is probably legitimately afraid of uh, Boba Man. I think he's the one. He's That's the right. character that it would make most sense to be afraid of it. <laughs> yes. That's right. <clears throat> Look, it's hard for us to have a show where we don't talk about other shows, all right? We're not creative, and we didn't create anything. Nope. <sighs> I mean, Matt wrote the lyrics to our theme song. I'm going to rewrite them, too. I already came up with a better ending. It's got good stuff in there. It's got topical Sandusky references. <laughs> well, you know, it's, to me, he's he's kind of the all-time number one, you know? He's kind of like my Imzadi. Wow. If you really want to think about it. Wow. Well, I was ten at the time, so... You were ten at the time Imzadi came out? No, you know, when me and Sandusky met. Oh, when you and Sandusky met. So he's my Imzadi. He's not your Imzadi, the Star Trek novel. No, he's He's my Imzadi. He's your Imzadi beloved. First first one, or whatever. Yeah, he's my first. Got it. Cool. Is this a good time to to talk about this? this That there's a Star Trek novel called Imzadi? Yes, and that Sandusky is my Imzadi. Or that we have to know... uh, about Betazoid concepts of virginity. Well, it's helpful if the listeners know. It'll be helpful if you guys know. They get married naked. They must start fucking real young. Yeah, for sure. Real young, like Neil Young. Oh, I like it. I like, like it. I mean, there are not like going to be a lot... Because he's not young. There are not going to be a lot of appropriate ways to say that that phrase. Oh, yeah. Real young, like Neil Young, but I like it a lot. <laughs> It's like in there like swimwear. Which never uh, rhymes. It, it doesn't like rhyme. But I hear people say it. I've heard people say it. I'm in there like swimwear. That's cool. That's All certainly right. better than the various ways in which one might be gelling. Oh. Yeah. Nice no try. One. Nice no try, Doctor Scholes. No one should be gelling. <clears throat> Did we um why don't we start off with um, checking in on Twitter? Did anybody, anybody, anybody tweet us? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Your wife tweeted us. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, that means th- somebody's listening. About four days ago, she tweeted us the incredibly uh, detailed and complicated sentiment, President Gas. <laughs> now, at the time, I did not know what that meant. Oh, so, so this uh, was a mystery to you when you saw it. Yes, so I did have to. I I did see that, and I had to go to her and say, "What does that mean, President Gas?" And she pointed out that that was a psychedelic first song because last episode we talked about them a little bit, <clears throat> and which songs of theirs exist in real, in real space and time. Yeah, I think um, I think that Marjan understands that when she tweets at us, she's tweeting at me, right? Largely. Yeah, I don't really check our Twitter that that often. So, I don't know if she thought that I had forgotten that President Gas was a song, or if I, like, accidentally didn't play it. <laughs> uh, but it was not an accident. I don't like that song. Yeah, she played it for me, and I had I had to say I, I didn't. I was not fond of it. It sounded I like, um... I can't explain how it's worse than another Psychedelic Furs song so much. To me, it sounds like, um... Bad 80s, like, funhouse music. Uh, I mean, it is. Yeah. It's got the super dumb line, President Gas, on everything but roller skates. <laughs> like, I guess he does a lot of drugs. 
but that's a stupid way to talk about it. Yeah, I've never heard anybody use that expression. Yeah. Real young like Neil Young. Yes, I have now heard, but yeah, I've never heard that other one. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get that printed right on a Hanes beefy tee. <laughs> Please do. Again, so inappropriate to wear that anywhere. There's no there's no situation where someone could be real young in a really good way. Yeah, like what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That real intensifier is not great. <laughs> It's not great there. Oh, she was real young. It has like disgusting young. connotations. That's right. Yeah, not appropriate. But please do. Please put it on a shirt. Yeah, what, what, so, what else are we going to put? We've been talking about putting things on shirts lately. What else is, is part of that? Well, I've always loved the Akewood concept of just blogging directly onto a shirt. <laughs> but, you know, I've yeah. never done it. Mostly because I really don't blog. I don't really blog either. In fact, um, that's also lyrics in our song about how our blogs combined are only updated five times a year. Look at this. Every year. You said every year, which I think is not true. Yeah, whatever. I'm not sure we snapped off five in 2015. No, I definitely did not do my part. I could not have done three. Yeah. I'm, I'm I might sure have I done two, but I, I don't think it. I made up for you either. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Blogging is a thing of the past, dude. Here's here's the thing you could put right on Haynes Beefy T. Hmm. Uh Motorcade of Generosity is a great album. All right. <laughs> okay. It's like it's just a sentence and it ends with a period. It's sentiment that I agree with, too. I just let listen to it on the way home. That is a very good album. So do you, by, do you still listen to albums? By which I mean I listen to the middle 11 songs. I always skip uh, Comanche and Ain't No Good. Now, do you skip Comanche because it doesn't sound like it's mixed the same volume as the rest of the album? I don't always skip Ain't No Good, but I almost always skip Comanche. I just don't like it very much. But it's very cake. It is. I can't really explain it. There's some cake songs that I just don't like. Mm. Wow. Um, there's like a few on every album, but like increasingly more as the albums go on. Yeah, like everybody, their best work was in the beginning. But Motorcade is such a good record, and it really deserves a remastering. Yeah, it's not It's not mixed well. It's not produced well. It's just kind it's of... It's the uh... quietest album I own. Yep. And God help you if you mix a song off of that on a mix CD and then play um, When the Love Light <laughs> when the Starts love Shining in His Eyes by yes. the Supremes. You just, your head will explode. I believe we know that because that is something that has happened to us. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, had a, a Supremes Greatest Hits CD that for some reason is mixed crazy loud. Yeah, it's, just re- it's just mastered all the way. There's like no headroom on that record. And they probably didn't need it because I bet the original recording was super compressed. Yeah. So it was probably all basically the same volume to begin with, but they, this thing was mastered at, like, essentially the maximum volume it's possible to master a, a CD at. And, and uh, It's mastered so loud that even when I try to, like, equalize volume on, you know, music listening programs, iTunes and things like that, and MP3 players, it only kind of works on those. Yeah. Those still come out louder. Yeah, yeah. Well, there, uh, there's just no dynamic range. It just, those songs never get quieter. I never really minded it that much. You know, HDH no. should be blasted in your face. Uh, it really should. All of the HDH songs. No. Yeah, no, I listened, to, again, to the to the middle 11 on the way home. So things uh, like... I, just, uh, I started with Jolene. I just wanted to hear Jolene. I was going to say. And then I just like let the rest of it play. Jolene and uh, Pentagram and um, Haze of Love. Yeah, you, so... You part the Jolene waters. is a great song, and then Haze of Love is, like, essentially the perfect song to follow Jolene. <laughs> yeah. Like, I almost would just always put the two of them together if I was going to make a mix CD that had one of them. Yeah. Well, they're not too long. You could do that. I'd almost rather do Haze of Love without Jolene in front of it, because I think Haze of Love could follow other stuff. Right. But I don't want anything else following Jolene. <laughs> okay. It's like I, maybe it's because I just listened to that album in a row so many times. Yeah, it has. It like, feels that's natural. what's supposed to happen after that extended jam ends. Jolene is Haze of Love is supposed to start, and that's why I was asking you earlier if you still listen to albums because I still have that effect when I listen to. I don't listen to albums ever. I just listen to random tracks, and there are certain tracks that I listen to so much on the album growing up that I start to sing the next song. Oh yeah, after the song ends, and then it's something else, and I go, oh yeah, that's right. I'm not listening to an actual record. Uh, so I'm about 50-50. The thing is, I, I making uh, playlists takes so much time, and because I have entirely albums on my phone, I can't do random. 
Right. Uh, if I do random, I'm just going to get uh, one of the 70 blank tracks before some hidden track because the CD era sucked. Yes, it did. Or I'll get uh, a snippet from Fingertips. <laughs> no, you know what will really happen is I'll get uh, I'll get some uh, Ice Cube song that I don't care about. Mm-hmm. Or like something, some non-hit from a 90s record. Right. Like one of the lesser Better Than Ezra songs or something. So there, are, there are many of those. But I feel like Better Than Ezra the same way I feel about the Star Trek The Next Generation, which is... Um, there's like you a, sleep through some of the songs, but you still count it. There's like yes, there's like a bottom ninety five percent that most of the songs or episodes can be they can be put into that bucket. Yeah, there's like a few good ones, and then everything else is like oh, that's one of the bad ones, which is most of them. Well, yeah, because I mean, for you, you probably only like good and in the blood and desperately wanting. I don't even. I only kind of like Desperately Wanting, and I don't like do, King of New Orleans. Do you like Rosalita? I don't. Why is he yeah. singing so pretty? Who's he trying to He's, impress? It's too pretty. That's not what I wanted. Wait, who are you trying to impress, dude? I don't care. I really just want the first fifteen seconds of good. That's right. Exactly. That's because it's so nineteen nineties. It really is. That feels like some lazy nineties. Uh, yeah. Uh, day on the couch or something. Exactly. Yeah, no, they kept making records though, and I have them all. There's there's one or two good songs on every record. Marjan and I uh, were at Quincy Market in uh, downtown Boston one time, which was like a uh, it's like a big long row of food holes and food stalls, and uh, we saw two dudes performing live music. One guy I think was just um, hitting a bucket, and the other guy had a like an acoustic guitar or something. And uh, mm-hmm. I was morally certain that it was two guys from Better Than Ezra because the guy was singing as pretty as he could. Oh, he man. was he was going for it. He was going for the guy from Better Than Ezra's record. That's the record, right? Oh, I think so. For he just, sings real pretty sometimes. Just singing so pretty. <laughs> Jealousy can rip your heart out. It's like, whoa, dude, let's just <laughs> let's calm down a little bit. It's not that bad. It's a song you wrote. Not, yeah. It's not so bad. <clears throat> so, yeah, lots of uh, lots of songs that end, and then another song will, uh, in my head, begin, but does not, uh, does not follow in real life. I, I listen to playlists a lot. I have one big playlist where I just kind of put everything that I usually don't skip. Yeah, I have like, I have one major playlist, but it's way more curated than that. Like, it's about seventy songs. Oh, that's see, I couldn't, I wouldn't even I, know I, what to do. I guess I could go through record by record and put the songs that I don't skip, but like, they don't all go together. No, they don't. No, dude, I'll but have I mean, um, I'll have. I guess I think it's funny when a big boy song ends and then a Flying Burrito Brothers song begins. Like, <laughs> I get it; it's a joke. It's funny to me, but that doesn't mean they go well together. No, it's true, that, and that is a problem. I will get like, uh, "You Really Got a Hold on Me" by the Miracles will come on, and then uh, right after that, like uh, "Troublesome '96" by Tupac will come up. Right, you know, doesn't really fit. Real clash of styles, Smokey Robinson and Tupac. Not peers, I would say. Mm, no, I would say not so much. I bet, uh, I bet Smokey has said some unkind things about gangster rappers. Probably has. Probably asked him to pull their pants up, is my guess. He probably wants them to pull their pants up and stop <laughs> sagging their pants. <laughs> yeah, well, just hearing, uh, the, uh, the <clears throat> sweet sentiments of Smokey Robinson, uh, and then coming up with, uh, Tupac telling you that, uh, like his... Uh, n-word napoleon said someone's got to explain to me why i don't got shit <laughs> and you go huh? well pretty sure are, that didn't happen these are different concepts <laughs> uh you know i mean there's a, a lot of rap music is there's some an element of conspicuous consumption like how how big the wheels on my car are etc right uh, but Smokey robinson was pretty wasteful and conspicuous too just with rhymes oh yes very wasteful he, he, he just would not save them up for the end of a line. He would just scatter them all over. Like, hey, man, you could have had three more verses if you didn't use the rhymes that way. That's right. 
waste well, all your rhymes. In terms of wordplay, he's um, he's on the Rushmore, right? He's on Mount Rushmore of of lyrical wordplay. Oh, for sure. And he may be the only he may be the only wordplay based artist where you like the songs. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, most of the time you're like, oh, well, that was way too clever and stupid. Stupid because yeah, hey, it was so clever. Like I get it. They might be giants. I yes. get what you're doing. But write good songs like Smokey Robinson did. Yeah. Like when he wrote I Second That Emotion, that's a good song. Yes, full of wordplay, but what's important is that it sounds good. Yeah. Uh sometimes I think um Mr. T experience, they they think they're they think they're pretty clever with the words. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So they love the wordplay as well. Yeah. Most... They don't rise uh obviously don't rise to Smokey's level, but I also don't dislike them the way I dislike they might be giants at this point. <laughs> well, they're not good. I mean, if we can be real, can we be really well, real? They're like, they're like musically, they're not good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're not. They're not good. And uh, Doctor Frank's not a good singer. He's, he is. If you're talking about Mount Rushmore, he might be on the Mount Rushmore of bad rock singers. Okay, let me rephrase it. He's on the Mount Rushmore of uh, lowest range rock singers. Smallest range. He can only sing basically like one note. If he tries to go too high or low. Remember. I can't remember whether the song I'm thinking of is a Dr. Frank song or a late period MCT experience. Yeah, he's talking about Sad, Sad Shadow or whatever? No, no, I know that's Dr. <laughs> Frank. <laughs> okay, because in that one, he like he pulls a straight Mick Jagger and cannot hit that low note. Yeah, no, he can't. <laughs> he tries. He wants it. <laughs> he didn't do any more takes, or that was the best take. Either way, it's kind of rough. Sad, sad. Shadow. <laughs> like, nope. <laughs> Just nope. Dog, you should have started that in a higher register, I think. That's not that's not yeah. what you wanted to do. <laughs> like, I know you're not a good musician, but put a capo on your guitar. Just take everything up a half step. Yeah. Or maybe He probably needed a whole step there, but... He's rough. Yeah. Not a great singer. Not a great singer, and again, uh, think, thinks he's a very clever lyricist. Dog, where's Knock Knock, Please Let Me In? Who did that? Which one is that? Oh, God, I don't even remember that one. Um, you know, uh, yeah, Knock Knock, who's there? Dwayne. Yeah, Dwayne who? Dwayne is falling down on me. Oh, yeah, and I got it. I found him. Oh, fuck that guy. Treat, treat you to this. Oh, Jesus. No, hey, that's cake. Stop <laughs> it. Oh. Etc. Yeah. I don't think my phone was up loud enough, but still. Yeah, yeah, you could hear it. You could hear it. It, it was. Uh, I mean, that's the point, right? It, the song is three knock knock jokes. It's two minutes and twenty three seconds long. Ugh, God. Dwayne is falling down on me. Yeah. And I'm freezing in the cold. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look. Uh, you know they're not very good because uh, me and Marjan agree, and we don't agree that much on music sometimes, but we both completely agree that. Um, we will take Dead Milkmen over MTX any day. Um, yeah. The Dead Milkmen are not great. Uh, musically, they're garbage. They are one of the worst musically. But I mean, you garbage. Don't, you don't feel like an asshole if you're listening to it. Uh, no, I don't. I mean, yeah. okay. So especially not early period Dead Milkmen. Yes. <laughs> uh, they get a little iffy around metaphysical graffiti soul rotation, that mm-hmm. era. But, you know, anything from Big Lizard. Yeah. Well, okay, not anything. I mean, I'm not saying everyone should go out there and listen to Plum Dumb. Yeah, that's not so great. But, um... Hold on. Oh, shit. Etc. So, if we're talking about people trying to be too clever for their own good, that is actually the exact opposite. 
No, yeah, for sure. That song goes, soap and quarters and bleach and laundry are the words I use at the laundromat. Exactly. The exact opposite of clever Reading lyrics. the news and watching the people. That's what I do at the laundromat. <laughs> That's not, uh, I mean, listen, there's nutrition. Yep. Uh, oh my god. At least I give a shit about the stuff I eat. I, yeah, care, I care about, about nutrition. nutrition. <laughs> um, yeah, not not too clever at all. There's uh, there's violence school. Which, Sorry, violent school. Yeah. Oh my god! Which, which most of the lyrics are violence rules. And we've got guns in our schools. Yeah, can't it's, say that um, anymore. Yeah. Couldn't well, that, I mean, this is the point they were making. Uh, spit sink. Yeah, listen, the dead milkmen are the are not wordplay. No, they they contain such lyrics as. You said you'd only stay a week and brought two cats for me to keep and told me not to feed them tuna or they'd throw up. They'd music up. break. Hold on. Music break. Long music break. I fed them tuna fed and them they threw tuna up. tuna and they threw up for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> no, you're 100% right that the Dead Milkmen are better than the Mr. T experience. Yeah. And I think that's culture's opinion also. By the way, apparently I knew that record pretty well because in my head I remember that the Laundromat song was track 19 on that record. That's deep. That's deep knowledge. In my head. That right? song has a lot of... Uh, that record has a lot of songs. Now, they're mostly under two minutes. Yeah. Like, the Laundromat song is a minute and 49 seconds. They got in and out. <clears throat> in and out on yeah. that one. Uh, songs you couldn't... You probably could not get away with making anymore. Um... Oh, you don't think you could make Taken Retards to the Zoo? I couldn't do Taken Retards to the Zoo. You couldn't... You probably couldn't do Violent School... Uh, you might be able to get away with Tiny Town. It's ironic. You could. And it's got um, Dean's Dream, which I think you could put on a record today, because it's not about anything, although right. I love it. Yep. That may be my favorite song on that record. Is Dean's Dream the one where they're, they're arguing the fight and one pulls a knife? Yeah. Eh, it hits me in the back, but I'm all right. Yeah. That's a pretty good one. <clears throat> Yeah, so Dead Milkman, not great at all, but uh, me and Marjan are like, oh yeah, no, they're much better than MTX. Yeah, they were doing a thing. Yeah. Um, listen, Mr. T Experience is mostly love songs, and the Dead Milkman is mostly not love songs. And I think that is the difference, and I was thinking about Midnight Oil the other day. Uh-huh, mostly not now, love songs. A, there's nobody like Midnight Oil. Like, For there's just not other bands that sound like that, or are like that in any way. For sure. And, oh yeah, they just didn't write any love songs. Yeah, there's like there's like two or three songs where love is mentioned. There's a lot of songs about various kinds of injustice. <laughs> there are some songs about nuclear disarmament. Yep. No love songs. A lot of songs about how America needs to stop manipulating the world with their yeah. harmful agenda. Yeah. I, would, I would say he's pretty anti-American. Mm, yeah, I would say so too. <laughs> there are some songs that are anti-England also. Oh, for sure. He yeah. definitely wants the Union Jack out of there. Yeah, let it burn. I dude. mean, he wants to see it in flames. That's right. And then he screams, let it burn. Barjan and I heard Truganini in the car not that long ago, obviously on my iPod. And um, and I I could not explain to her what a Truganini was. Yep, no, or what, what a Namajira was. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was like... You just say, this is, this is about Australian Aboriginals in some way. I was like, Namajira is in custody. In custody. So, <laughs> you know... You know what that means. <laughs> and as for Truganini, you know. In chains, yeah. Truganini's in chains. So I think it's pretty for obvious. Sure. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I know that all of the songs are political, and I rarely know exactly what he's talking about. Uh, when it, Am I right that the. Do I remember correctly that the first line of that song is, There's a road train going nowhere? Yes, that's correct. Does, do you think Marjan knows what a road train is? Um, yeah, I told her what it was. I said, it's a train that goes on the road. Oh, so you lied. You lied to her. Yeah, I didn't know anything about anything in that song. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Australia is such a weird place that, like, uh, they just, they just have, uh, semi-trucks with, like, five extra trailers, and that's called a road train. Oh. Like a big, big rig. Yeah, because it was like, why even bother putting down train tracks? I mean, there are plenty of actual trains, but it's like, uh, just let's just, there's nothing out here. That's right. So let's just have huge big rigs. It's like when you get outside of California and you sometimes see a UPS truck that's got two trailers instead of just one. Oh. I don't know if you've ever had that ex experience. Have you ever taken a long road trip? I, I was going to say, I don't do a lot of driving, like, long distances. 
I mean, in the middle think... parts of the country, you can there are there are sometimes you see like double trailers on trucks, but in California they're not allowed. So I was actually thinking about that the other day because we were talking about that my shitty trip to Las Vegas and how we could have just driven there. And I was this in my head, I was going, oh, that would take like eight hours or something. That seems so awful. And I was like, man, I don't think I've ever driven like half of eight hours. Oh, wow. Like, as the driver. So, like, you've never driven to Los Angeles, even? No, I've never driven to Los Angeles. I've never driven to Seattle or anything. I've never driven to... Like, when I was in Boston, we didn't... We, if we went on any long drives, they weren't that long, and I wasn't the driver. Well, when you're on the East Coast, like... Yeah, it's four hours from Boston to New York on the road. Right, and so it's like ten, like about a ten-hour drive to Vegas is how long I would budget if I had okay. to be somewhere in Vegas. But, like, ten hours from New York, or from Boston, gets you... Past D.C., I think. I think it gets you to Cleveland. Oh, yeah, if you were going that way? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it gets you, yeah, in, I think it it gets you, you into the Midwest. Also. So, yeah, and I've never done anything. I never did, I mean, longest I've ever driven myself can't be more than two or three hours, probably. Right, yeah. So. <clears throat> uh, the longest I've ever driven alone in a car is to Seattle a couple of times. That takes about, well, it takes me about 13 hours. Ugh. Maybe 12 and a half if I if they get good luck with Portland traffic. That sounds gross. It's not. Like, you just have a lot of time to think and listen to music. It's pretty calm, actually. Mm. I'm a, I, I, like, I like driving. I like long-distance driving. I get bored Katie easy. Katie likes sleeping in a car, so. I, I get bored easy, and my butt gets sore from sitting. Mm-hmm. From sitting. Well, your butt's bony. Not from other things. The soreness is just from sitting. Did I tell you that I met Sandusky when I was 10? Yeah, you mentioned it. Okay, well, anyway. This is going to be great. guess this episode is going to be called Sandusky. <laughs> First of many. Can we call a lot, like, a lot of different episodes? So can we just name them all the same thing? Just all Sandusky? Did yeah, we get well, any, any other... Yeah, we can, we can compile them as the Sandusky Chronicles. You could. Did we get any other tweets, or was it just Marjan? Uh, it's just Marjan. Okay. All right. Well, Still thanks, Marjan. Still confidence that anyone we don't live with is listening, and Katie has not listened. What? Yeah. What's nah, she doing? In the middle, so she likes to build up huge podcast backlogs and then clear them. Ugh. So she's listening to her... Um, uh, she's been listening to every episode in The Adventure Zone right now. The Adventure Zone? Yeah, it's a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. And she's listening to that. On purpose? Yeah, it's the McElroy brothers from My Brother, My Brother and Me um, play Dungeons & Dragons with their dad. And they bought it? Yeah, it's pretty good, actually. Oh, okay. Because they're funny people, and they don't care that much about the rules of Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, okay, good. So it's like that episode of Community, where they did Dungeons uh, & Dragons. I mean, it, yeah. They, they, they uh, stick to the rules of Dungeons & Dragons much more than that episode of Community does. Oh, okay. I don't know. And I don't no know. No one is playing are. a character called Hector the Well Endowed. <laughs> uh, I believe that was was that Annie? It was Annie, right? It was Annie. Yeah. It's always funny when it's Annie. Yeah. Well, you know, she's kind of the youngest in the group. We try not to oversexualize her. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, no one else uh, is tweeting on uh, Twitter. We haven't picked up any recent Twitter followers ourselves, but uh, I have been followed twice in the last couple of weeks by. Uh, hacked Twitter accounts. Uh, okay. Well, that's not so harmful, I like, right? I picked up a follower and I happened to be online when it happened. And I don't have many followers because I rarely tweet. Right. Uh, yeah, that's why. Uh, <laughs> and so I clicked to see what this account was. And um, I don't know what a better way to describe it is. The order in which I saw the tweets or the chronological order. Okay. But like, uh, it was... Uh, a bottomless lady was a big a picture of a bottomless lady was the top tweet <laughs> with a link and then another sex related link below that. And then below that, like two years of what looked like regular tweets in Spanish. Oh, oh, and the, all the sex links were in English. So I, I'm like, oh, no, this is a hacked account. But at first I was like, I was really genuinely upset by this because I thought to myself, oh, no, someone got a hold of this girl's phone. <laughs> like this is a picture of this girl. And now, for whatever reason, somebody is uh, randomly blasting out these pictures that they found of her. Uh-huh. But then I looked at the next most recent follower that I had, 
uh, same sex links with different pictures of naked girls on them. They're and all then, over like, you. Again, a whole bunch of posts not in English. People are they're targeting you, man. So somebody is hacking Twitter accounts, posting sex links on them, and then following me. And I can't figure out why they would follow me. You better like, look I out, don't, dude. I don't have much reach on Twitter. You're going to end up in one of those pornos, I think. They're, they're, it, was, are they, it was a casting call? Uh, I, I mean, maybe. I have 43 Twitter followers. <laughs> what a brag. Nobody likes, trying, a, nobody likes a braggart, dude. What are you trying to do, hacker? How do you even know about me? <sighs> yeah, I, I wonder that too sometimes. Because I get random, like, clearly fake account, like, friend requests on Facebook... Or, like, the same thing, like, where someone will just randomly follow you on Twitter who is, again, clearly some kind of bot or fake fake account. And I do wonder how they settled on me. Is it just truly random? Or, like, you know, what's going on? Yeah. Like, I, I've been on Twitter for, I guess, I guess ten years at this point. Right. I have tweeted 870 times, most of which are replies to other people's tweets. Dog, I'm ahead Very of you. Very little of which is my own unique content. I'm ahead of you. I've tweeted over a thousand times. Woo! Yeah, me! tweeted more than me. Um, yeah. Again, I don't have a lot of followers. What possible value is it in pointing, in getting me involved in your hacking? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe they thought I was going to be like, oh shit, a naked lady. I better click on these links and be prepared to give up bank details and shit. <laughs> oh, we'll show you the naked ladies. Uh, or they were wrong. You have to give cause... us your routing number. I've been on the internet a long time. Long time. Not hard to find naked ladies. No. I don't fall for these scams. It's very easy, actually. It's too easy. Everybody type into your browser, where can I find naked ladies? Just Hold do on. it at home. Do it at home. Follow along. Where can I find naked ladies? Uh, I should probably put a question mark. Question mark, sure. Uh, well, hmm? Weirdly, the top item that comes up is YouTube. Naked lady in the shower YouTube. <laughs> that can't be right. YouTube is not the best place to find naked ladies. Hold on. You can shop for it, too, though. Yeah, you can. When I shop for it, it looks like some weird, um, like, si- silicone pasties to put on your to put on your boobs, everybody. So anyway, you want it's to be easy. not naked? Yeah, well, that's, that's why I'm confused, because that's... You're you're covering up a naked lady. <sighs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, it's not hard. You didn't get me Twitter, but don't what what are you doing? Seriously. Like Seriously. obviously, this person just found ladies on Twitter and hacked them somehow. Well, again, and also we're supposed to be in the era where like you know these companies can view all of your data and search histories and things you do, and then like tailor shit advertising Mm -hmm. and things like that to you and that's why i'm always confused when yahoo gives me like a spanish language ad for like like feminine hygiene products or whatever on my ad space and i'm like look i don't speak spanish i don't go to spanish language sites i don't care at all about the feminine hygiene products how did this ad get put on my like on my old yahoo account or whatever who is mining my data, and why are they messing it up? Yeah, why are they doing such a bad job of it? There's nothing on there about, like, Dynasty Warriors, or <laughs> anything that I have a genuine interest in. So, basically, Dynasty Warriors. Mostly Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> you know, Dynasty Warriors, I'd say two through six. The PlayStation 2 Dynasty Warriors? Classic era, I call that, yeah. of Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, basically before Ryan got into him, because then he wasn't cool anymore. <laughs> so I think that's what happened. I think I knew. I think yeah, I somehow you're, you're knew. Like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think an ex-marine is playing this game now. <laughs> I'm out. Peace. I just, I don't even know why. I just like why well, I just threw the threw the the disc right in the trash. Oh, he ain't gonna read the book. <laughs> that's right. He'll never know they're mispronouncing these names. Um, yeah, dude, I hooked up. Uh, I hooked up my PS2 again. I don't know, a couple weeks ago. And I've just been playing nonstop games from 2005. Just like every day. That's surprising. I have such a hard time going back to play old games. 
But you emulate things sometimes, right? I mean, I emulated I emulated Final Lap Twin, but that was so I could get the music uh, for your rap side project. That was the entire reason you did it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I emulated Final Fantasy twelve because uh, it occurred to me that I had never, like, I got that game, I played it for an hour and a half when it came out. Right. Like, when it came out. Right. Like, probably the day it came out. Uh, I did something wrong, like, I took, I took a bounty quest that was too hard. That is exactly what happened to me the time that I played it. And, and I, I like, also no, never played this. it again. Peace. I'm out. <laughs> uh, and then I never. I didn't. Then I didn't play it for. I don't know. Ten years. When did that game come out? Uh, it was a long time ago, dude. Because what? Thirteen came out in like two thousand and. Yeah. So, yeah. So I would say I probably I probably took a solid nine or ten years off from that game. And then at some point I was like, man, I never played that. I bet there was something in there. Like, because I'm the guy who likes eight. The, probably the most hated of the games. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I bet there's something in there. So then I emulated it for a while. Um and I got I got much deeper in it and it's not it wasn't that bad, but I'm just I'm too old now to pour the hours into it. Yeah, I find I don't have enough time in stretches to play video games like I used to. Like I play like a little bit here and a little bit there. And that doesn't yeah, really but... work for games like that. But not Final Fantasy, not a mainstream Final Fantasy, and I'm I'm worried that that's going to happen to me again when 15 comes out. Well, I I didn't, you know, I played a little bit of 10 and didn't really like it. I didn't play 12. 11 was what was 11? Was it some kind of weird online game or something? Yeah, 11 was online. Yeah, I didn't play uh, I think that. It actually, just shut down. Yeah, I never played that. I played 13. I didn't really like it. I, you know, I played 13 and beat it. I thought there was there was something to it. Um, it was so, it was real linear. That was the complaint everybody had. That was my complaint too. Um, but I liked the battle mechanics. The battle mechanics stressed me out. And when I played it for too long, I got headaches. Mm. Stress headaches. Oh. Because it was too stressful. That's, that's you though. That's not me, but yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, no, I liked 13. I played it well enough. Katie sort of was interested in the plot and like everything in the encyclopedia or whatever. It did have a pretty extensive... Uh, encyclopedia um but yeah i'm I'm worried that you know 15 is not far away they had a big kickoff event and i just i know i'm not gonna dive into it well okay maybe but you spent a lot of hours on fallout right yeah fallout or a skyrim yeah but the 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 quest aspects of those games are so incidental they're such like free roaming it's like a grand theft auto yeah sandbox if I can play a main quest if I know I have a couple of hours, but if I just have a half an hour to dick around and explore a corner of the map I haven't been, that's fine too. So if they built a Final Fantasy game that worked like that, I would be able to do it, but it also wouldn't be a Final Fantasy game. Yeah, then it, yeah, it would be an open-world fantasy game, but it wouldn't be. Right. Yeah. And the Fallout is much less of a sculpted experience. Like, your character is a blank slate. Right. And you sort of determine everything about them whereas uh in in a final fantasy the characters are people with backstories and they have to behave certain ways it's much more locked down everyone has a dark backstory oh yeah they always suck they're always very juvenile yes the worst thing about most final fantasy games is the terrible plot and characters yeah so i yes i emulated i've emulated a couple of games uh, in general, I can't go back and play games, though. Well, I'm just finding, going back and playing these PS2 games, that I I get, I get, still get a lot of joy out of them, and I remember getting a lot of joy and hours out of them then, and just in my head, thinking about it, PS2 might be my favorite console, just based on the amount of enjoyment that I got out of it for all those years. Well, was it? Do you think it was because that was the last time you really had the time to pour into games? Maybe. I mean, it could be. I just again, I, I plug them in now, and I'm like, oh yeah, this game's badass. I'm playing like the Ace Combat games, and uh, I don't know if we've discussed it in the past, but I the reason I hooked it up was because I desperately wanted to play Romance of the Three Kingdoms, the strat- war strategy game again. Right. And uh, you know, I played Katamari Damacy and. 
kinds of that's good a shit. game that could use an update for a modern console. Why can't that game come out tomorrow on the Xbox One or whatever? Like, why not? Oh, why don't they? Why don't they release it? Yeah, well, I'm just even a new one. Like that game's easy oh, to yeah. make. That's an easy game to make. There's some stuff you roll it up. Uh, yeah, I would think so. Like, all you would need to do is take the engine from Katamari Damacy Two or whatever. We love Katamari. And, uh, we love Katamari, right? Yeah. And uh, and just up-res all of the models. Just like, just give everything more polygons. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's not a hard game to make. There's no excuse not to have one of those every six months. You know? Yeah, I mean, you need to find a weird creep to record the music, I guess. <laughs> yes, and you have to make sure that you can come up with uh, winning characters and lines like the King of All Cosmos has. Oh, yeah. He's still an all-timer. He is an all-time video game character. That dude... Uh, he... He's weird as shit. He's weird as hell. He got drunk and basically wiped out the universe, and yeah. then it becomes your problem. That's right. <laughs> He's like, uh, like, so I broke everything. Yeah, you're the prince, so you're going to have to go like, um, put all the planets and stars and stuff back together. Yeah. So oh, hey, dog, I fucked it up real good. Can you get in there and fix this? Why don't you get go, on that right now? Go make Jupiter. And then he just kind of rides your ass the whole time and tells you bizarre stories. And Wheel of Katamari is the one I've been playing. And that yeah. has all of his backstory about how he had a boxing match with that rabbit. Oh, that's right. Oh, God. <laughs> and he lost the boxing match to that rabbit. Uh, I bet there's. I bet I could just watch the cutscenes to Seriously. that. I bet I don't have to play the game. I turned it on, and it all started to come back to me. And uh, I was. In that game, like, you take a quest from somebody on Earth, I guess. Yeah, and they go. Um, they they talk to you. They talk to you, the prince and the king of all cosmos. And one of the guys goes, "Why do you keep saying you beat that rabbit? I know you lost to him." <laughs> and I went, "Oh yeah, he had a boxing match with a rabbit. That's like a <laughs> key his part dad of his throw life. His like his... participation trophy into a river. <laughs> That's right. His second place trophy got thrown into the river by his dad, the king of all cosmos. Yeah, by the previous king of all cosmos. Oh Jesus! <laughs> and you start to understand why he's such a dick to the prince. So much more thought went into that plot than into most video games. Yep. It's really... I'm super enjoying like it's it. Pu- it's pure melodrama, and it's just a weird framing device to get you into this uh, roll-up-the-entire-world game. <laughs> yep. But it's so good. I'm enjoying the weird Japanese soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Again. It's just so much. Just so much going on in that game that's awesome. Yeah, it's like... uh <sighs> Oh, I should have recommended The Pillows to you. Oh, what's The Pillows? Oh, that's a Japanese rock band. That's, oh. I like. They're pretty good. They're not baby metal, are they? Oh, no. No. Okay. They're like semi-surf. You know how sometimes Japanese rock yes. is real surfy? Yeah, they, they're they like, we got beaches. We can do surf rock. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, it's like, if they made a whole video game, you'd be like, oh, this is a weird playlist. There's a weird soundtrack on this video game, too. It would. It doesn't exactly sound like uh, Katamari, like Katamari Damacy, but it's it's pretty good. Yeah. So I don't know. I was just thinking about it, and I I think I'd say PS2. Now I had a lot of fun on the PlayStation One, and there were some good games for the PS3. And then before that, we had various Nintendo systems. Right. Yeah. Super I'm Nintendo. Say, I'm tempted to say Nintendo 64 because it was the last cartridge system. Hmm. So what were the games on N64 that that would make you say that that was the best one? So there's GoldenEye. GoldenEye is a timeless classic. Okay, Mario 64. I don't know if I've told you this before, but Marjan didn't know you had to jump into the paintings. I just have to point that out. So she just played a game where you ran around the castle and couldn't get enough stars to open the doors? (laughs) So to her, that game was pretty shitty. Just talked to Toad (laughs) a bunch of times? No, dude, if she talked to Toad, she would have known she had to jump in the painting. Oh, shit. So she also didn't know you could talk to Toad? Toad goes, hey, jump in the painting. You gotta go into the painting. I guess every previous Mario game was, like, real undirected. You didn't talk to anybody. That's right. Well, when she plays, like, Zelda and things like that, she shouldn't talk to anyone, so it's very hard for her to figure out what to do next. I'm always like, you gotta talk to the guy in the town. She's like, I don't want to, I just want to play. (laughs) Um... So, okay, Mario 64, GoldenEye. Uh, Mario Kart 64. Sure, Mario Kart. On every every iteration of Mario Kart. 
they had a Star Fox on there too. They had a Pilot Wing sixty four. I guess You're, we didn't really play those games. I was gonna say this is you consider that to be the the golden age of console gaming? Those three games I mean, and then some other games I we didn't play? Definitely played more Super Nintendo games. Yeah. But like cartridges I want that era of gaming back because there's like no loading time. Right. Also, when you buy the game, it works. Also, you never have to download a patch. Right. Or an update. Same for the console. Yes, I like that part. The part where uh version 1, that's it. Yeah, that's the one that you're that's the only one you'll ever play. Uh, I wouldn't say they always worked that great. I mean, they had, they had problems like... Uh, I mean, look, sometimes a bug got through. Well, also things like, you know, King Griffey Jr. would stop remembering your season progress. Oh, randomly. sure, yeah. Con- yeah, Cartridge could die. Yeah. So that sucked. Randomly just erase your data and go, oh, okay. <laughs> I was 89 games into that season as the White Sox, but not anymore. Yeah. But, I mean, you've been... You you've played Fallout. You've played Skyrim. Yeah. E- even with patches and updates, they buggy your shit. Yeah, dude. Well, I like that you mentioned those two in particular. Both Bethesda games. Yeah, it's Bethesda style. <laughs> real we, buggy. We often refer to something as being real Bethesda, just meaning yeah, some look, stupid random shit happened that should not have happened. They build a game with a lot of systems and let the systems talk to each other, and often that results in bad things. Yeah, like two dragons fighting each other. Over yep. uh, an unwalled town and killing three of the townspeople. Yeah, but it also results in stuff like, oh, there's too many dead bodies in the world. Now it takes ten minutes to save your game. <laughs> That's happened. Uh, yeah, uh, Skyrim on the uh, on the on the PS3 was real bad. Yeah, that's how I owned it the first time, and it was yeah. pretty skunky. So I mean, oh yeah, there's a lot of a lot of the patches in in uh, in Bethesda and uh, in Skyrim, and a lot of the mods that you could get for your Skyrim game were like, uh, this just cleans the world up a little better. So that's right. We haven't actually moved on to like making the game any cooler or like yeah. done anything very creative. We're just trying to make it work. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff about like which game cells were loaded into memory when. Yeah. So I mean, I guess for me, it came down to Super Nintendo. Or PlayStation Two, and I, uh, I, I feel, yeah. I feel I like mean, I placed, in some ways PlayStation was kind of a revelation. Like you could have CD audio, yes. So like a Ace Combat Two, Air Combat Two, yes. Before it was renamed Ace Combat, <laughs> uh, actually that, that was only for America. Ah, but they made it Air Combat. Look, who didn't know what aces were? Uh, <laughs> I guess I don't know. We had more than you, Japan. They thought it was a weird. Maybe we think it was a weird card battling game. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah you, you but could like, just throw the disc into the CD player. Right. Yeah, you could put it in the CD player and just go to track two. Uh, track one would just be scrambled game data, which usually didn't play. But if you had, if you had one of the early CD players, like our grandfather's old CD yeah. player that we inherited, it would attempt to play it. Yep. Um. Also, that CD player had a great uh, skip in our scratched version of um, Midnight Oil's first album. Yep. So Surfing with a Spoon sounded super cool on that CD player only. Yep. I Otherwise it would w- just sort of skip that part of the song on a CD player with better error correction. Yeah, later in life, I think we both ended up getting c- clean copies of Midnight Oil's first record and mm-hmm. waiting for the cool part of that song where it gets all skipped and weird and then hearing it the real way and going, I liked the first Broken Way better. That's still how I feel about Mountains of Burma, which was on a warped tape. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I guess. Um, I guess that's how you know we were pretty poor. That kind of thing, where the things that we cherished were the things that were broken that just were not worth replacing. You yeah. know, it wasn't like, hey, go get go get me another copy of this that works. Be like, no, I'll just play the broken copy a hundred fifty thousand times. It's cool. Well, listen, if that Mountains of Burma thing had been intentional, it would have been so cool. <laughs> yeah, it just starts to it starts to loop and get super loud for no reason. It just drops back in the middle of a verse, but like right at the, exactly at the beginning of a line. <laughs> yeah, it sounded really good. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> it was good stuff. <clears throat> so. Uh, yeah, like it may be the PlayStation 2. There were definitely some, some real good games on the PlayStation 2. 
another thing that was fun about the PlayStation was um, and how they used the CDs was Monster Rancher. Oh yeah, where you would you could make a monster out of CDs. It would like read the CD and and based on the data, it would spit out a monster. So like yeah, it would read a one very small section at the beginning of a CD. It would, right. did not read the whole CD. Right. And so we would make lists of uh, all the uh, CDs that we owned and what monsters they made, stuff like that. So yeah, they found a way to play you, with the CD player part of in it. In case you needed to know how to get a Naga Sub Squazo. <laughs> That's right. I'm not sure. It, that was a possible combination, right? Yeah, I believe so. I'd yeah. be like, what, like a yellow Naga? That's what it would look like? Yeah, probably a yellow Naga with one eye. Could be. Could be. Um, yeah, that was cool. Here's Here's one black mark against the PlayStation 2. Okay. The PlayStation 2 moved from CD-ROMs to DVD-ROMs, yep. and that was what allowed voice acting. <laughs> yeah, I know. So yeah. I know that uh, you and I fundamentally disagree in that I think Final Fantasy X was the best Final Fantasy, and you think Final Fantasy VII was. Yeah, Final Fantasy X is Because I know well. you couldn't handle the voice acting in X. Yeah, um, all... I don't know what it is. When you take something that's Japanese, and then you... you redub it in English, for some reason, that is always the worst voice acting. Yeah, I don't know. Like, when you, like, have, like, a dubbed anime, or a dubbed video game, or whatever, the voice acting's always fucking god-awful. And to hear that little turd whine about how much he hated his dad the whole game, I couldn't <laughs> play it, dude. what that's about. I could not play the game. I was, like, six hours into the game, and I was like, that's it. I just... I'm done. It, just, it had the best systems. The Sphere Grid was the best system. It was not better than Materia. God, this it was is so nerdy. It's not it better. Was than definitely it. better than Materia. How was it better than Materia? Because you could alter the uh, the character's stats using the Sphere Grid. Uh, like I you could get erase spheres to clear a node, and then you could get like a luck up sphere and put it in there. I could alter the character spheres with Materia too. I mean, the character stats with Materia too, because they had like luck plus. And speed plus, and things like that. I mean, they could, but mostly you had to go get speed sources and shit. Which you could do as well. The, fighting in the submarine underwater. If you wanted to spend 10,000 hours of your life farming for uh, item items that would raise your stats, you could do that. All I'm saying is it gave you a lot of... You had a lot more flexibility about how to build out your character in Final Fantasy X. Hmm. Especially some characters like... Uh, I want to say Kimari was pretty much open like you could move him you could make him work a bunch of different ways yeah but could you create a character who like had a good relationship with his parents oh of course not okay well so that's what i'm saying (laughs) i mean you could create a character if you had coincidentally wanted a character who was like bullied by the other members of his tribe because his horn was broken you could create him Yeah, again, the plot and characters, worst part of every Final Fantasy. You only play for the systems. The ba- is the battle system good? Is the, you know, upgrade system good? Or the, like, does it have cool weapons and armor and stuff like that? The plot and characters, not good at all. In uh, any of them. I don't know. I feel like I mostly play to hear... Because then I know that I've done well. <laughs> That's right. I want to hear that in my performance review. <laughs> yeah, you want to go in there, and that's the first thing that plays, and you go, "Oh, good." I, I want to go in. And I'm going to find out how many tonics I want. Yeah, and it just goes, bah, 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 and then it just goes. Well, he tells you that you're getting a two percent raise. He tells you get a two percent raise, and also good news, you found a headband. That's right. So here you go. Here's your headband. It's a golden earring. That's right. I always do wonder in those games how those monsters are carrying that shit around. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make no sense at all. <clears throat> I mean, I guess 8 is a little better that way, because monsters, don't they mostly drop their parts? Yes, they drop their own parts, and but sometimes they drop cards, dude. Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> it's like, okay, I know this card game is really popular on this planet, but even the monsters are playing it? They're fascinated by it. They don't know how to play the game. <laughs> they just collect them. They can't play Triple Triad, but they, they when they see these cards, they know there's something. <laughs> They carry them around in their mouths. Yeah. Final Fantasy VIII was... uh, Well, it had the problem that a lot of games have where they try to make the monsters level up with you. Yeah, it's always a mistake. Yeah, ruins it for people like us who just want to become super overpowered. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, I mean, look, Final Fantasy VIII did some other things wrong, like the fact that it took place in sort of two different time periods because he kept flashing back to Laguna. Ugh, yeah. That was not great. Yeah. Well, and Laguna was such a little douche. Yeah. I mean, so was Squall? Same Squall? It was like, it was like one element too many. Yeah. The, and the, the same with, like... Like that, it walled off city and the fact that the monsters come from the moon. Like, the lunar cry was one thing yeah, too many. Yeah, it became weird and sci-fi-y in the end. Right. And it's like, oh, uh, wait, what's going well, Huh? What's happening? This, is, I was like, this game's about the moon? I, I was into the garden because it, it explained for the first time why your characters were good at fighting. <laughs> That's true. That was helpful. Unfortunately, it also still fell into one of my biggest problems with these games is that they can't get... They can't get the weapon rewrite. Mm, Everyone yeah. walks around carrying either like a bow staff or like uh, a chain gun, and you're like, "Oh, I would want the chain gun." Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, it, who would carry a bow staff? It takes time to spin up, and you can't really use it up close. You know what I mean, though? Or a pistol, whatever. Who would right. not carry a firearm? Uh yeah. They have the. In it the, is weird when there is when there are guns in a game. They can, yeah, when they can't figure out whether them. they want it to be like oh cool and medieval and everyone uses swords, or they're like oh yeah, but except this guy, he's got a shotgun. You're like, huh? Yeah, like I guess you could make it right at the beginning of guns when it still took like a minute to reload. Yeah, but then there are some interesting trade-offs. Ain't nobody got no fucking flintlock muskets, right? You know, everyone's like carrying around like a like a solid piece, like a fucking desert eagle. Yeah. It don't make no sense. It doesn't. Like you. What era are we the in historically? Problem is that the hit point paradigm doesn't actually make sense, right? And and because that's the thing that allows a sword and a gun to exist in the same world, is that one shot from a gun doesn't kill you. Sure, but like I'm also not going to stand thirteen feet from the guy like, like you do. If I got a gun, you can put them shits in the back row if they've got a ranged weapon. <laughs> yeah, I know, and that's what you do. I'm just yeah. saying, it's like it's an extra. It's it's far enough away that the damage is halved. Yeah, yeah. They just need. I feel like they need to get their fucking story straight. Like, what era are we in? What kind of technology is there? Yep. And then make it make sense. It's just extremely difficult to have such as airships in a world where there's no guns. Yeah. Like, that technology split doesn't make any sense. I agree. You should be riding horses and shit. Well, this is, like, why there are melee weapons in Fallout, but why? Yeah, that's true. I never use them at all. First time I, I got one, I was like, running oh, cool. up to a super mutant with a bat. Yeah, he's got, like, a nuke. I don't want to get that close to him. Yeah, fuck that guy. What are you supposed to do about him if you are a melee character? Yeah, exactly. I don't know exactly... You Do you vats him and hope that you get an instant kill? I think those are only included for the people who uh, like to make like funny YouTube videos of them playing the game. I guess, but then why are there so many melee perks in the tree? That's true. I, yeah, I never unlock those. Like, it really seems like they intend it to be a viable way to play. And I just do not understand how you could do it. Yeah. Like, maybe you could do melee with, like, a sniper rifle as a backup. Sure. But then why wouldn't you just be a full-time sneaky sneak the way I basically play? Yeah, I sneak everywhere, too. It's just too easy to get overwhelmed. Yeah, you need to be able to get at least a few shots in. Like, if there's a bunch of dudes around, you want the first shot. Oh, for sure. Yeah. If you're just going, like, head-on at people, you're going to get fucked up. Yeah, I basically the only time I basically am not crouched is in my settlement. <laughs> you're now you're now you've moved your settlement off to its own little island too. Now it helps by the way that crouching makes you move slower and that makes me less motion sick. Right. And uh, that's why I also almost always have my weapon drawn because the camera tracks when you have your weapon drawn. And don't you also play um third person? Third person. Yeah. 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 Yeah, with those three things happening, I can just about play Fallout. I can play it for a couple hours at a time. But that's enough that I've put in six days on it. Is that how fast time moves in it? No, no. Oh, I mean, you mean that's how much time you put in total? My save is over six days. Oh, Jesus, dude. That's so many hours. Yeah, it is. It's over 100 for sure. It's like a Skyrim amount. No. <laughs> I've got like 400 hours in Skyrim. <laughs> I, me too. 
<laughs> I know it. Because... That's ridiculous. It's a, it's an insane number of hours. Uh, Maybe Final Fantasy VI, I have that many hours. <laughs> I know it's true because my current Skyrim file says it's at like 250 hours or something. And I played yeah. it on an entirely different system. I played it on the PlayStation before that. Right. That's 250 hours on Steam. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of sad to think about, actually. Eh, fuck it. It's a little that's rough. only ten days of your life. It's a little rough. <laughs> How many days have you spent shitting? Well, I don't know. I'd have to do the calculation. I am, Boy, what if fa- I am very regular. Hours? I'm very regular. <laughs> I shit a lot. Yeah, but maybe not for that long each time? Yeah, probably not. Oh, no, because I end up uh, playing that stupid Star Trek phone game when I'm on the toilet. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Yep, and it, so I'm sitting on the toilet probably so long, probably so long that I've got crazy hemorrhoids. I told you on the first day, on the time I explained this game to you, that the gameplay wasn't special. No, it's not, but I love collecting things. Yep, and if you can get someone from the episode Lower Decks, I mean, that's deep. What if you could get Mott the Barber? I don't know that he's in the game, but what if you could? I mean, based on the characters I've seen, I... No reason to believe he's not in the game. Yeah, he's he's either in the game or he's coming as an expansion for sure. <laughs> right. Like, why would he not be in there? Yeah. Well, They've got Commander Eddington in there. <laughs> he was in like one one or two episodes. He's a nobody. He had like a three episode arc. I just I'm so pumped that I got that uh, Mirror Universe Lieutenant Uhura. I'm just pumped. Yeah, she's pretty good. Took took me a while. I was afraid I wasn't going to get her. Wow, this is such a nerdy episode of this <laughs> of this show. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing, could, start to finish. We haven't touched on Star Wars. We could go, like, totally nerdy, 100%. <laughs> I don't know how long you want this podcast to go. If we <laughs> start talking about Star I, I Wars can, now. I could basically always do at least a cool hour on Star Wars. That's right. Yeah, maybe we better wrap it up. Maybe we better wrap it's it up. It's such a ridiculous universe that there's room to talk about it forever. Well, yeah, they've uh, created a universe that w- you could spend all of the time in your life trying to catch up with the content, and uh, if you started today... And uh, not really get there. Yeah, it would be so unrewarding, though. <laughs> That's right. We'll tease that. Tease that. We'll talk about Star Wars next time. I'll spare the people a little bit here. Give them something. That's break it up a little bit. Break it up, people. Go do something that's more fun. Oh, that's right. There's nobody who's actually listening. That's right. Break it up, nobody. Break it up, nobody. Go do something that's more fun. Uh, I, So you can find us at brotherdate.com. That's right, or on Twitter at Brother Date. Yeah, please tweet us, not just Marjan, but yes, please, please keep tweeting Marjan. Just... And if you're wondering how you're going to get the next episode of Brother Date when it comes out, it is highly available on iTunes if you search for Brother Date. That's right. High level of availability. All right, people, we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Real young, like Neil Young. I like it. I like, like it. I mean, there are like not going to be a lot. Because he's not young. There are not going to be a lot of appropriate ways to say that that phrase. Oh, yeah. Real young like Neil Young, but I like it a lot. <laughs> Please subscribe.